watch. The surprising beginning. Mary and Joseph today find out the news. (laughs) In just a few moments, we're going to go back to the most iconic baby story ever with the most iconic couple ever, Mary and Joseph, and their debut moment into Baby Watch. But before we do, we actually have a pretty iconic couple here in the room, Um, and I'm going to surprise them right now with a special invitation to the stage. Please welcome Ryan and Holly Westrick. I'm only seeing Holly, so please welcome Holly, Holly, this is probably your favorite moment right now, isn't it? Oh, and Ryan. Okay. I just have a few questions for you guys. Just come on up here. Well, surprise. Thanks for coming. So what I want you to do is tell me about your surprising pregnancy. (laughs) Okay. Um. Yeah, I was on birth control, and I got pregnant anyways. So, surprise. Surprise. Okay, so now is this your first surprise, or have you had other surprising pregnancies? This is the third The surprise. third. The no, third. Fourth. No. Fourth? Third. We've well, they've all been surprises, surprises, really, but surprises. we were technically trying to be done after four. This is seven. Yeah. So, wow. So, Craig, why don't you come up here and join... Holly and Ryan, and why don't you tell the story of how you found out about the third surprise? Oh, yeah. So this summer we were we went uh, took the team to the Czech Republic on a missions trip, and so and then had a little short family vacation afterwards. And uh, I came back into the office, and it was either the first or second day back in the office, and I hadn't seen Ryan yet. So I've been gone for a, almost a couple weeks, and um, he has an office up here. Uh, and I text him, I'm like, hey, when you have a chance, come on down. I, like, I just want to catch up. I want to find out how you're doing. And so he walked in, and I just said, hey, man, how's it going? How's, how's the family? And I was looking down. I was, I was standing up, and he goes, growing. And I was like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> I'm playing both myself and Ryan. I'm like, are you serious? Yes, and I don't, like, I know Ryan well, but I didn't know him well enough to know, like, is he kidding and just carrying the joke really, really far? Because that's <laughs> what I would do. I would just carry the joke yes, and tell, do that. nobody knows if I'm serious or not. And I was like, are you for real right now? <laughs> yes, absolutely serious. It was awesome. <laughs> in, in light of that, any closing remarks today? Not really. Do you have anything? Definitely, I was halfway not believing it myself, telling him. <laughs> and my sense of humor is very dry, so I can understand why it took him a minute to decide if I was telling the truth or not. But yeah. All right, let's give it up for Ryan and Holly. And their surprise. Oh, yeah, you can take that. Now, there's something that instantly happens to a couple when you find out you're expecting. Well, there's a few things, actually, but I'm not just talking about like. Maybe, you know, nausea for the one who is expecting, it's vomiting. Maybe it's the hours of budgeting. How am we going to fit this next baby in? I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. Those things happen, but it's not Instapost or Facebook uh, texting threads, things like that. There's something that increases in intensity 
as the weeks and the months go by. The moment you see those two lines across the test or the line in the plus or the pregnant, depending on which test you're using, you instantly enter baby watch. Baby watch is not watching your baby. Baby watch is not a smaller version of a normal size watch. It's not a watch for your baby. Baby watch is that type of feeling, that expectancy, that, that responsibility, that, that thing that comes on you, uh, mostly new parents, but actually everyone involved in the family and friends. It's the people around you that begin to watch and wait and count down the days and wonder and make plans. It's, it's you prepare, you think, you dream about that moment, roughly nine months from, the, from that time where that tiny human full of destiny and promise and, and purpose will enter the world boldly for the things that God has, that, that surprising beginning uh, that happened, but yet the destiny that was, was planned long before that moment, fully formed in heaven, but not yet known on earth. The one we get to relive every year <laughs> is the one that hands down was the most unexpected expectancy to date. Now, there's two moments that initiates this baby watch that we're going to talk about. There's two moments, there's two people, and there's two reactions. And the first one we're going to talk about is Mary's moment. Let's go to Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to the Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph. And the virgin's name, Mary, upon entering, Gabriel greeted her. Good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty. Beautiful inside and out. God be with you. She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean I'm beautiful inside and out? God be with you? What, what, where are you going with this? I have a feeling she was thinking. Then the angel assured her, Mary. You've got nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant. And give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will rule Jacob's house forever. No end ever to his kingdom. And Mary said to the angel, but how? I've never slept with a man. The angel said, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the highest will hover over you. Therefore, the child you will bring birth to will be called Holy Son of God. This is kind of funny. It's like, hey, I got a surprise for you. It's a baby through immaculate conception. And then he thought, this is a good point to mention in verse 36, and did you know your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son, old as she is? Everyone called her barren, and now she is six months pregnant. Nothing you see is impossible with God. It's like a, a baby for you and a baby for you and a baby for you. Everyone gets a baby, babies. And Mary said, I see it now. I'm the Lord's maid. I'm ready to serve. Let it be with me just as you say. Then the angel left. 
See, I have a feeling that as much as it was a surprise for Mary to get the news that she was pregnant, it wasn't so much of a surprise to be asked to do something great for God. Clearly, Mary had had this relationship with the Lord, with God, that he knew that she would do what he was asking of her. She said, let it be with me, as you say. And then there's the Joseph moment. And that one we're going to look at in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. The birth of Jesus took place like this. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. Before they enjoyed their wedding night, Joseph discovered she was pregnant. It was by the Holy Spirit, but he didn't know that. Joseph, chagrined, embarrassed, but noble. He was upright. Determined to take care of things quietly so Mary would not be disgraced. So this is wow. This is wow. Okay. Joseph at this point, has not heard from the Lord. He's heard from Mary, okay? So he's surprised with this news, and he's thrown into the situation where he can either believe her, her word, that this was by the Holy Spirit, or he could work through the pain of this chance that the love of his life just cheated on him, and now it's over. This is, wow. Joseph was a good man. He wasn't, it doesn't seem to be emotional or reactionary. So he made a decision and now he was taking the time to kind of walk it out and think it through how I can do this well. It's admirable considering the confusion, the chaos he was just thrown into. Potentially, he's wondering, have I been betrayed? What is going on in my life? It's no wonder he was chosen by God to be the father of God. What a good man. By the time, so that he was taking time to kind of formulate this plan and this careful execution of, of what he's about to do here was just enough time needed for an encounter with the Lord. See, sometimes we just rush a little too quickly and we don't allow space for God to speak into our chaos. So in verse 20, it says, while he was trying to figure a way out, he had a dream. I, I think he was kind of like, you know what? I think I'm just going to sleep on it. <laughs> I think I just need some rest. It's bad to make a decision late at night. I, I can't even have a conversation late at night. I'm just like, I'm done. So he's like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sleep on it. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll get up, have some breakfast, get some food in my stomach, and we'll go from there. God speaks through dreams. And this was a real angel that appeared in the dream. This wasn't like a make-believe dream angel, like you're having a dream and you dream about an angel. This was in his dream, an angel appeared. So, like, a fake dream angel did not set the course of the Messiah's birth, okay? And, all, like, it, this was a real angel that visited him in his dream. This was able to happen because Joseph positioned himself to wait and plan. It's so important that we carefully wait and plan, and we don't rush decisions that have enormous potential outcomes or repercussions in our lives. We just take, you know, waiting is much um, less painful than regret. God's angel spoke in the dream. Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to get married. Mary's pregnancy is spirit conceived. God's Holy Spirit has made her pregnant. She will bring a son to birth. And when she does, you, Joseph, will name him Jesus. God saves because he will save his people from their sins. Watch for this. A virgin will get pregnant and bear a son. They will name him Emmanuel. Then Joseph woke up. He did exactly 
what God's angel commanded in the dream. He married Mary, but he did not consummate the marriage until she had the baby and named him Jesus. See, when God calls us to something, it's rarely without its mystery. This does not actually make the call more difficult or harder for God to accomplish. It makes it unconventional. It makes it out of the box. It makes it unfamiliar. It makes it uncharted, unheard of. We think it's more difficult. We think, we have actually have this idea that it might be a little harder on God as well. It, it, but it's only because we don't have a grid for it. Because we haven't seen it yet. And see, so because of that, then there's a temptation for us to tweak the instructions of God to make them more doable for us and for him. To make them more acceptable even in our context. Joseph didn't do that. He didn't adjust the orders to make them more understood or clearer or relatable to his current culture. He did exactly See, the first time we do anything, it's like really hard in comparison to the second or third or fourth time you do it, right? Like the first time, it's just like, wh like what am I asked of here? But God's desire is to step us along in our faith walk with him in order to bring us closer into the journey of fulfilling the mission that we have on this earth in our individual lives. So th this is like a baby taking their first steps. We know... We know as hard as it is for those first steps, we know they're not going to stay wobbly and falling down forever. We know that before we even know it, they're going to be running, jumping off beds and spinning around and climbing trees and doing all the crazy things. But they don't know. They don't know. They need a target to look to. They need a person to trust in, to run to. That's why we sit across the room and we're like, come on, come on, you can do it. That's why we do it. I got you. And that's the father. He says, I know you don't understand this new thing. I know that, that you don't understand these steps or what they're going to look like or what they're going to feel like and you're a little wobbly right now. But trust the steps. See, we have surprises constantly in life. Sometimes they're babies. Sometimes they're other things. And our journey with the Lord is certainly full of them. And the mystery of these surprises and the mystery of following the Lord is a beautiful gift to us. But it's going to take trust. It's going to take faith. It's going to take risk. And some people will not understand your risk and will not understand your steps. Even good people. I'm not talking about people who don't necessarily believe the same things you believe. Maybe people who do believe the same things you believe. You know, there's been a lot of good slash bad advice that Craig and I have gotten over the years. And um, it's been, at you know, very significant times in our lives. Craig uh, talked about one uh, I think maybe last week, where a pastor, one of our mentors, had given us an adv advice to stop turning down these ministry positions we were being offered because then they'll stop calling. You're going to stop getting offers if you keep turning down the offers. But we were turning down the offers because we didn't feel it was the right thing for us. It was, it was like a good thing but not the God thing, you know. That was like an example of like good slash bad advice because it wasn't, it was good and practical, 
but it wasn't like the word of the Lord for us in the season. You know, and we've, we've had advice. Um, one time I remember Craig was working a job and he really felt to leave this job and, and go to something else. It was a, a very hard on the family, the current job he was in. and It was causing a lot of stress and he was um, j- just gone a lot and things like that. We're like, we just need a, a different kind of look for our family right now. And he, he felt that he was just supposed to resign his job and just believe God for another one. And I remember my uncle uh, called him because he was worried about us. We had a young family, you know, ki- little kids and, you know, all the financial pressures of that. And he said, don't do that. You never leave a job without having a job. Now, how many know that is really good practical advice? We have actually given that advice, you know. But it wasn't the word in season for us. So we, we ended up doing it anyway because we really felt this was what we're supposed to do. And it was like, uh, like... Less than a week later, he had this amazing job and offer, and it, it was one of those situations where if we didn't leave the first one, we, he wouldn't have been able to start the second one. He would have had to turn it down. So it was like a God thing. So it was like good slash bad advice. Once, when many of you know, uh, our daughter Faith was born with a very complex heart defect, and she, she wasn't expected to live. And we had, we let very few people into our inner circle in those first few months of her life because we only wanted people who would speak life and, and believe for her and, you know, pray for her. And um, at one point in those very f- first weeks, uh, things were looking really, really bleak for Faith. And we didn't know. We were, it was looking rough. Like, we, we, this is probably the end. And I remember one of the people that we had brought into our lives to pray. Um, I don't know what happened. I don't know if she just got discouraged or if she just, you know, maybe it's just different. I don't know. But she, she said, well, maybe, you know, maybe God's just going to take her. You know, maybe that is, you know, the plan. And I, I remember hearing that and thinking, and, you know, so maybe it, you just need to let her go into God's hands. And, of course, I know that to be absent from the body is present with the Lord. I know that heaven is amazing and all that. I just also knew in that moment that's not, that was not the plan for Faith's life. Not in that moment. She had a destiny to fulfill. And it was like meaning, like well-meaning, but not the word in season. See, when God is calling you into something, not everyone is going to be on that page. But if you know it's the word of the Lord, you walk forward with your wobbly little legs and you're falling down a little bit, but you have the target, you have his face to run into, and he's got you. He's got you. When we move forward, there's change in our lives and there's, there's obstacles to over, overcome, but we do not need to fear change. See, this year, as it comes fast and furious to an end, there are things um, that I believe many of us are going to be um, approached with, faced with. I, I believe the Lord is saying this more than the norm, that there's going to be decisions more than typical and opportunities more than previous years 
that you're going to be presented with, that we are going to be presented with. New opportunities, new doors. And surprises that were even going to take you and your family off guard. And I'm not talking about like bad things. I'm talking about like, like good things, like good opportunities, good paths and decisions to come. And when it happens, there's going to be that, that decision where you're going to have to come like, am I going to step out right now in risk? Am I going to follow the Lord and what I believe he's saying? Or am I not sure. And if you don't know if it's the Lord, if you're like, well, I don't know, how will I know? Then you bring in a trusted friend or, or a mentor in your life, someone that can not necessarily answer quickly, but pray with you on the journey. And you can come together and be like, yes, this is the Lord, or no, this is not. This is just a, like a good opportunity because yeah how many know sometimes favor opens doors and you have favor on your life because of the lord is in you and sometimes favor will open doors and they're not necessarily all to walk through if you determine that god is the one presenting you with these open doors I believe, like Mary and Joseph, it's going to take some courage to say yes. I believe, I believe, and some of you are like some of you. This is going to hit hard this year. You're gonna, I feel like you're almost going to leave this week, and it's going to hit you. And you're like, oh no, that's what she's talking about. But I believe that there's something significant that's going to take place in your life as you move forward in this. It's going to take some trust, though, in taking those first steps. Mary said, let it be. Joseph did exactly. See, surprising beginnings from God will always be a trusted yes. It's always a trusted yes. When you say yes to God, you can trust in that, whether it's a surprise or not, because he's got you. Most people, statistically, don't like change. Now, some people kind of like beat the odds of this. They're like not like that. Is there anyone that likes change? Yeah. Okay, there's a few. I like change. I like change a lot. But statistically, people are like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> In the kingdom of God, though, it's constantly changing. So I think that's what makes it so hard in our human nature. In God's kingdom, we are to steward what he's given us. And stewardship is not maintaining. Being a good steward is not just taking care of things. Stewardship is actually bringing increase, which is continual, constant change. The Bible is also clear that God's intention with us is to bring us from glory to glory, strength to strength, faith to faith, which is always increasing. So we have a responsibility because of this to say yes to him and the unknown and the unexpected surprises and the new things about to happen so that he can bring increase in our lives. Now, it's interesting, though, because we, we don't, like, it, it's like we're nervous for change often, but when, and, and new things, but when it comes to stuff, we, we want new things. 
So that's so interesting. Like for Christmas, we're like, well, if there's a new, you know, iPhone out there, I want that. That sounds cool. You know, it's a better camera and, you know, it's titanium and, you know, that, that, that sounds awesome. You know, or there's the new Apple Watch 9, like that has some really new features that I've seen on commercials that I'm like, what's happening right there right now? You know, or, or the new church merch, guys. Yeah, yeah, everyone wants it. There's the newest electric vehicle. There's there's latest trends in shoes and Adidas and Converse and New Balance. There's like there's everything that we want like in stuff, but on spiritual matters, it's it's like it doesn't always connect the same. Like the way we live for Jesus, or we find ourselves okay, we're okay. I've got enough. It's pretty good right now. I wonder why that is. I wonder if as much as we feel like, well, I, I love to move forward in the Lord and mystery and, and, and surprises and things like that, if, if it scares us a little bit. Because it's the, it's the control factor. We have to relinquish a little bit of the control in order to be out there in the unknown and just trust the steps. So, like, out of nowhere, God speaks to you. Maybe it's in a dream. Maybe it's just kind of a voice you're hearing or through someone else and he asks you to do something or he gives you something you know it's a baby I'm just kidding or in the Westrix case you know three plus more surprise babies maybe it's a call to do something different than you've been doing or to leave your job or to buy a home or you know to give sacrificially to a situation or to welcome someone into your home to live with you for a bit because they need something, they, they're struggling. You know, there's all kinds of situations. There's business opportunities. There's, there's big moves. There's, there's ministry involvement and, and where God will call us to deeper levels with him. But sometimes it, it, it's, we're so scared to trust him. Because we feel like maybe it's mine. You know what? Ministry, I don't know. Church is pretty good the way it is. Look, the way I come. You know, my family is good the way it is. You know, and, and with what we have with Jesus, like it's, it's fine. There's not a whole lot of complaints with my kids right now. They're doing well. You know, I like how it's been. Let's not rock the boat for something that we can't even see or makes me a little uncomfortable or causes maybe strain in my marriage, in my friendships. However, God is calling us. He's calling us. Craig already talked about that consecration. The, you know, and I, and I feel like that's something that's on us right now. He is calling us to the new, to mystery, to say yes to him. He's calling you and I to this. And there's something so powerful and timely about saying yes to God when there's a grace on your life to move into something new. And when we always should say yes to God, but when there is a season of yes and there's like a grace that's, that's hitting us, there's something significant about that moment and partnering with the Lord in it. it it's, it's like you go faster. It's like the anointing hits stronger. It, there's just something about it. Now, I've mentioned, I think I've maybe talked about this before, what I'm about to end with today. But I feel to kind of do it again. If Maybe I didn't. I don't know. If I did, it's going to be a good refresher. 
Back in the day, the followers of God were under what we call the Old Covenant. And there were about 613 Jewish laws to follow. <laughs> That's like a lot. And in order to be forgiven when you miss the mark and you make mistakes, you had to sacrifice an animal. And the blood was the only thing that could get you back into right standing with God again. Guys, this really happened. Can you imagine? I can't even imagine. It's a lot of animals. Then Jesus came along and he stirred things up. He just did things so crazy. And his whole intention was to bring a new way. A new way of doing things. And, and along this new way, he released the new covenant. And this new covenant was direct access to God. It was a fulfillment of all the laws of the Old Testament. There was a lot of grace now there was no more sacrifices and he sat with his disciples and he did what we did this morning he did communion he sat around a table and they took communion today and he said this cup is the new covenant it's ratified by my blood basically i'm about to die and my blood in my death will cover every mistake coming for the rest of the world for the rest of time He's basically like, let's let the animals live. <laughs> this was revolutionary. Okay, now this was a big change, a big, big change. It sounds really good to us now, but remember, they had only known it one way. This was all they'd ever known about the old covenant, and, and this was a hard change, especially if you were more religious in nature, you were more of a rule follower. The word new that Jesus used when he said this, is, this cup is a new, the new covenant is actually a Greek word, and it's, it's the word Cain. It's K-A-I-N-E, Cain. And it doesn't just mean new as in, oh, it's not old. It's new. It's a new way. It's not just the latest version of a covenant. It means better or greater, or the greatest. So he was saying, hey guys, this new way is more than just the latest version, it's the greatest version. So the old covenant was not, the new covenant was not just a new way, but a better way. It was new and improved. Now hear this, that same word was actually used again in Mark chapter 22, and Chapter 2, verse 22, where it says that no one who puts new wine into old wineskins, no one will do that because the new wine will burst. The old wine will burst the new wineskins, and the wine in the skins will be lost. You'll ruin everything. If you have new wine, it causes for new skins. So the wineskins representing our lives or our mindset, our way of life, our, the way that we follow Jesus Okay, and God is saying that if there's a new wine coming, a surprise for us, a new path, a new call, it's going to take a new wineskin to hold it. So when we hear him over here saying, hey, the wine here, this is something new. I know it's untried. I know it's, it's untested by you and your family. I know this is going to be a little scary, but it's new. It's not just the latest version. It's the greatest version. 
So though it's untried and untested, you can trust it. But we get scared because we're not sure about change and we're not comfortable with this. And often we reply or respond the same way that we see in Luke chapter 5 and verse 39. It says, no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. They say the old is just fine. It's been fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm good. Things could be worse. I have a lot of positive things happening right now. That new wine, that new way, that new idea, that new call, that mystery, that surprise, Lord, I don't know what could happen. It's untried. It's untested. It's unwalked. So the battle in our heads and in our our, our minds as our human nature kicks in causes a retreat to revert back and be deceived in believing the old is better. It's proven. It's tested. It's been good. It's aged. I think it's better. It's definitely safer. It's not. It's not. It may be so if the word Jesus used was just, oh, it's just, it's just a new, it's like another option. It's just different. But when he uses the Greek word Cain, that new thing from God, that new wine that he wants to give you in your life, that is not just the latest, it is the greatest. So this is an invitation this morning to bring increase in our lives, and to steward ourselves into more. This will make it necessary for us to change our mindsets, to change our way of thinking, in order to be in a place to receive the call and say yes to the new. See, Mary was there. She said, let it be. Joseph, he got there. He did exactly. So whether you're there or whether you need to get there, it's for you. And it's better. So when God surprises us with an invitation to the unknown, when he begins to pull on your hearts to follow him, know this. It's not just the latest. It is the greatest. It's new, but it's better. You can say yes with confidence. You can say yes with confidence. You can say yes with confidence. This is not a confidence in yourself. This is not a confidence in your ability, in your gift set. This is confidence in the Lord. Because he is standing across the room. Come on. Take the steps. Come on. I already see you running. Let's stand today as we close. I'm going to pray for you today. But first, why don't we close our eyes? First, if you are in this room today and you're like, I don't actually have a relationship with God. Maybe you came today because you just, it was part of your Christmas list. (laughs) You checked something off. (laughs) I get it. But God has a surprise for you. He wants to meet you. And it's not just going to be a new way of doing your life. It's going to be a better way. 
So if that's you and you're like, you know what, I just want to invite him and his ways into my life. I just want you to raise your hand just so I know if there's anyone here that I could pray with today. And for those of you, maybe you've been pursuing the Lord years. I feel the Lord saying there's a grace on us in these, from today into these next few weeks over this season to embrace the new calling of the Lord on your life. And this is a corporate calling, but it is very individual into what the Lord's going to ask of you. So if that's you today and you're like, man, I am feeling that, I want you to begin to ask God, what's next? What? This is not a scary question. This is an exciting invitation to steward what he's done in your life in order to bring increase into the more. So, Father, I pray for each one. I pray for those starting relationship with you today. I pray for you, those that have been in relationship with you today. I pray that you would, would come in the fullness of who you were when you came to more than 2,000 years ago. That you came in full flesh and full power as fully man and fully God in order to, to bring us into relationship with you and give us destiny and purpose. So I pray today that as we take the courageous steps to say, yes, God, what's next? What's next for me? That we would hear your voice, that your voice would be the loudest voice in our heads. That your call will be the loudest call in our lives. And that we would say yes for our lives and for our family in every way. Knowing we can trust you with every step. In your name, Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless you, family.